I will be reading from Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever lifted, left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. If we were to read the Old Testament that is marked out in the lectionary for today, we would be in Isaiah 40, which says this. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Now again, I don't know that this means that God is choosing a team today. Uh, but I do think it points to uh, what's going on in a lot of the text that we're, we've been looking at is that God lifts us up. And there is this wonderful imagery that comes out of that. And in the story today, we hear this same thing happening. The Psalter in the psalm I just read, it promises us that the faint and the weary who wait for the Lord will be lifted up. In other words, those who don't give up, God will respond with, uh, with lifting that person up. It's, a, it's an imagery that abounds within the Bible. In fact, if you turn to Numbers 6, there's a blessing that comes to the Levitical priests and it goes like this, the Lord be, uh, the Lord go with you. No, wait a minute. Now I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> the Lord be with you and guide you. The Lord lift, lift his countenance, lift his countenance upon you is the part I'm trying to remember, uh, trying to focus on and give you peace. There's this blessing that says that the God, that God will lift your countenance, that will lift you up out of there. And Psalm 3 says, uh, that now I'm gonna, I should have put this down in here. Um, uh, it's a song we sing that that uh, we will that God will be the lifter of our face. That God will lift us out of our despair, and in God's glory, we God will lift our face from the low part. And it paints this picture for us of how God works in our lives. When we find ourselves in this, these lowest points, 
when we are ready to give up, when we are, are left at the end of our ropes and we have little strength to go on, it is indeed God's desire to reach out and to lift us out of our despair and give us hope. To lift us out of our calamity and give us peace. To lift us out of the quagmire of our own shortcomings and give us forgiveness and mercy. And to lift us out of our, uh, out of our guilt and our shame to give us grace and redemption. And to lift the weight of our past hurts off of our shoulders and to give us the spirit of reconciliation and a capacity to overcome. I don't know if you uh, are a movie fan or whatever, but uh, there's a movie, Ben-Hur, with Chuck Heston in it, an old one, not the remake crud that they just did recently, a completely unnecessary remake, but the original Ben-Hur, there's a, there's a moment in there when Ben-Hur has been uh, taken away and shackled and thrown into prison and is going to, uh, he's carried off by Roman soldiers and they're beating him and whipping him, him and a bunch of other slaves. And they're, they're dying of thirst and they come to a well and the Romans are yelling, feed the horse, you know, water the horses first. And then they, they go around and they're finally giving the, the, the prisoners some water. And the, the guard says, not that guy, when they go to Chuck Heston, not that guy. And they knock the water out of his hand and he drinks it and spits it in his face and just shows off all that. And in the movie, you don't ever really see Jesus, but, there, then, but there's a figure that comes out and, and Chuck Heston's just exhausted and in his despair falls into the dirt and his face is down in the dirt. And in the middle of that, there's a shadow of a man walks over with water and kind of pours it on his face and lifts Ben-Hur's face out of the dust and helps him stand up and, and lets him drink the water and lifts him up and pretty soon he stands up and uh, the, the guard comes over to stop him and of course Jesus just gives him a look and he slinks away and cowardly and, <laughs> and Ben-Hur uh, having been lifted by Christ finds the strength to keep going and of course eventually wins the chariot race which I don't want to give away the movie but that's what <laughs> that's what that's what happens <laughs> so how are we how are we lifted by God in our moments of despair well I can't help but think about the story of Peter and Peter's uh, crazy faith that's always up and down all over the place but uh, the, everyone's out fishing, they're out in a boat and there's a big storm happening and all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on water out for getting in his steps for the day out walking on the water coming out to the boat and there uh, everyone's freaking out oh my gosh, it's a ghost uh, it's, it, or maybe, what's going on here? and Peter says, Lord, if it's you uh, let me jump out of the boat and I'll come walk around with you and Jesus says, yes, it's me come on, Peter, let's do it and he jumps out of the boat and he gets over there and he starts to look around. And he starts to, he's, he's astounded first that he's 
he's walking on water and then he starts to see the waves that are crashing all around him and the storm that is swirling above him and the lightning strikes and the thunder and he starts panicking and he begins to sink lower and lower and lower overwhelmed by all that is swirling around him and convinced that he's about to die he cries out Lord save me and Jesus comes over and lifts him out of the water they both get back in the boat and everything calms down and Jesus tisks at him a little bit for having little faith but what I love about this story is it gives us a formula for how how God comes to our defense and our rescue when we are feeling the storm swirling around our heads, when we are overwhelmed by the flood, when we are getting knocked around by the waves, when it feels like we're going down and we are certain that we're never going to recover from this, Lord save me, is our cry. Amen? Lord save me. The hand of Christ reaches down and pulls us back up onto our feet. Now in this case, the storm subsided, but sometimes the storm continues a little bit. But what God offers us through Christ is the strength to carry on and to get through those calamities. Now Jesus didn't bust the chains of Ben-Hur and, you know waved the soldiers off and they went flying against the wall or anything like that. He just gave him enough water and hope to keep going. Face the struggles that lie ahead of him. In the same way, I think, when we turn to Christ and we cry out, Lord, save me, I think we find the strength and we can feel God's hand in ours walking that journey with us. Or we can feel the strength of God's, of, of Christ's arm as our legs begin to give out. Or we can feel Jesus scooping us up and carrying us. Whatever, whatever the depth of our need. Or we can feel Jesus reach down and take us by the shoulders and stand us back on our feet. Give us living water and give us the food we need and give us the hope we need to keep walking that journey that lies ahead of us no matter how tumultuous, no matter how scary, no matter how far. Really, really what kind of happens for us when we cry out, Lord, save me. It's really at the center of what our faith is about. It's about the idea that we can get through this with God's help. Amen? But to what end? Then what? So we get down our jury. And this brings us full circle back to this story about Peter's mother-in-law. And I, I decided this... This time, I'm not going to make a lot of mother-in-law jokes, so I'm just going to skip that. Uh, but she immediately got up and began serving them. So, 
my feminism notwithstanding, this seems to be a natural response to the healing act that Jesus just performed for her. She has experienced that sweet sound of amazing grace that saves a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was dead, but now I live. And so the natural response is to stand up and to say, I need to get in on some of this action. I need to get in on what this Jesus is doing because I've experienced something amazing. I've experienced something real. I stood in darkness and I walked out into the light. I, I felt down in the dumps, down in the hole, but I got lifted out and I'm walking on my own two feet now. I want to get in on that. I want to keep feeling what I've been feeling. I want to keep promoting this. I want others to experience what I have experienced when they find themselves down in their lowest point. This is why, this is why I'm a pastor. I, Jesus came along, and I don't want to get into the details, but Jesus came along to me at many times along the way when I felt like I wasn't going to make it. Or I felt like I didn't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Is this really what it's about? And I didn't know how to deal with the, the demons in my head that kept telling me how awful I was. Or the guilt of the, the sins that I had hanging around my neck from before. But in Jesus, I found a new path, a new way, a new light, a new guide, a new life, and redemption, and grace, and all those wonderful things we count on and talk about here in church. I, I found all of those things. I feel like I was saved by Christ. And after that, I said to myself, I want to be a part of whatever God, what, I want to be a part of this always. I want to spend my every day being a part of what God is doing in this world and in this, in this life. And, and for me, that meant spending my life in the church trying to make church happen. <laughs> Amen. But for you, it might be something different. But like Peter's mother-in-law, we are all called out of that darkness to something. The natural response to God's grace and God's love is to want to join God in what God is doing in this world. Amen? And there's something for each of us to be doing. God needs those kinds of disciples who have said, God, in response to what you've done for me, what can I do to join you in what you are doing? If, and, and if we truly experience this lifting in Christ, how could we not dedicate our life to lifting others? I don't know how we can do that. And if we truly see in Christ, in the teachings of Christ, a better way for the world to be, if we truly see in Jesus' teachings a path to the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, 
How could we not live every day trying to bring that into being? I don't know how. So my prayer for us today is that we might truly be lifted by God out of whatever we might be bogged down in or mired in. And then that we might indeed live this new life for Christ in the hope of the kingdom of God. Amen? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we all... We all have been touched by you and lifted by you in some way. Many of us, it's been a small thing. Some of us, it's been a huge thing. For all of us, it has been a transformational thing. And I pray that our response, all of us, would be, what can I do, God, to join you in this redemptive work? For you, we know that you have called us all to be your hands and feet in this hurt and broken world. And God, I especially pray for those who are sensing and feeling this sense of despair. And I pray, God, for those who are mired in anxiety or depression, who are just feeling like they're at the end of their rope and feeling the weight of either guilt or shame or frustration or or they're just feeling lost. God, I pray along with them, that they might cry out to you, save me, Lord. And you might come to them in a real and tangible way. Lead them, lift them, and lead them forward. God, I ask all of this in the precious and powerful name of Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our friend. Amen.